Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I'm not going away, but some dirty little punch to spit all over me. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. And so it came to pass, dear listeners, that Achtung Millwall was found at the Macron Stadium. Somewhere on the fringes of Bolton, snow-capped hills, retail parks, and um, well, quite a nice-looking stadium. In all, in all honesty, it's uh, four curved roof stands, um, quite an attractive kind of uh, what do you call that? Um, like a suspension kind of um, business about holding the stands up. Quite a nice-looking stadium. We're here, for, obviously, for the visit of Millwall to Bolton Wanderers. I'm here with our Northern correspondent, Mr John Shipman. Say hello to the listeners, John. Afternoon, Nick. Afternoon, all. Decent performance last week, mate, against the 10 men of Bristol Rovers. We'll be open for more of the same. Unchanged team today, isn't it? Yeah, um, I thought we played very well last week, Nick. I think we got it on the ground. We passed it around. And admittedly, it was going to 10 men, but we took the opportunity to do it. And uh, we'll see if that was a, a flash in the pan by circumstance or if we're going to play that way again today. That's an unchanged team, so that means Harry Smith, young Harry Smith, starts. I was just saying off air, weren't we? Um, it's hard to believe, hard to see the amount of impact that Steve Morrison must bring tactically to the team because, yes, we went a little bit long at times last week, but we passed the ball as well and we looked dangerous with it. Yeah, well, Morrison's always looking for the early ball, isn't he? And I, I don't know if it's strength of character, personality and influence in the dressing room, but he, he tends to get what he wants. Um, and it's worked well for us over the years, but it was good to see uh, Harry Smith come in last week, give us a bit of variety of things and hopefully that'll continue today. So the Lions come into today's game, is it five wins, six wins on the spin? Five in six. Five in six, the only defeat recently being that 2-0 defeat to Bolton at home of course. is a curiously um, flat vibe for me, I know this is an ex-Premier League club, it, it, a team that I always thought was a moderate Premier League club, it never kind of threatened anything, it, it never went anywhere really, it, it took the Premier League modern football shilling attached to a huge uh, retail park just at the side of the stadium that's that's obviously the real fans you can hear there's there's no um, no noise at all as yet from the home supporters there's a strange flatness to the to the to the place 
I happened to find myself sitting alongside the mill halfway line, studiously avoiding my microphone. Those <laughs> <Hello>. days. <laughs> just saying, it's such a flat atmosphere, isn't it? It's very it's, flat. Isn't it's it, very it? ex-prem. It's very retail park. It's very sports direct. This, pla this place was built to be full of 20,000 supporters, not 11 or 12 or whatever it is today. I'm going to correct you: 20,000 consumers, James. Consumers, absolutely. Yeah, consumers yeah, 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 of yeah, yeah, um, yeah, phone yeah. fingers and um, TK Max, TK Max, and, and Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a club that never really went anywhere in the Premier League, never kind of they, they, they obviously existed at that level for some time but there's just a slight sense of um, grand, well, grandeur gone isn't there? Grandeur gone and, uh, and, and what happens when the uh, the old Premiership balloon deflates really Absolutely. and you're left with a, a club which feels very soulless to be honest It's like a huge great sports centre Absolutely. on yeah, a Sunday yeah, morning yeah, 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 when they're doing yeah. the badminton <laughs> Achtung Mehlball Here come the two teams. Gotta say it was a flat atmosphere in here. Lions all in there. Um, what colour would you call that, John? I call that like a peach. Peach. It's a beautiful shade of yellowy orange, isn't it? Yellowy orange. Yeah. We'll go with yellowy orange. Fading northern light. I was saying outside the ground. I, I wonder if we're up in the kind of chalk hill country up here, but it's actually covered in snow. Hills covered in snow. It's a, a rare sight in the climate change of London. Um, so yeah, been snowing up here, but the ground is in good nick today. 30,000 seat stadium, um, sparsely popular. I don't know if it's half full, possibly not even half full looking around. So the big news today is an unchanged team, which means that young Harry Smith, who did so well last weekend versus Bristol, starts again today. So I don't know how many have come up here today. I did read online 500 and someone else said 1,000 and it's kind of hovering probably around the 600 mark. It's a good turnout for a, a grey winter's day, cold, a little bit of um, dampness in the air but not raining. So it's a good meal showing, that's for sure. Oh, and guess who I was sitting next to on the train, John? Uh, Wheel of Fortune's Nicky Campbell. <laughs> Sadly not. Chris Evans. Chris no, Evans. Chris Tarrant. No. Only Jazzy B. Oh, of course you were. <laughs> But, he gets some more games but when you're friendly styles, you don't go on about it or you don't mention no, no, it. Yeah. So uh, it's just between you and me, dear listener. Yeah, that jazzy beat. I praise Marlon up to the hill, as one does, of course. Yeah. Game's just kicked off. Bolton's going to be attacking this uh, away end. The Lions attacking the other end, whatever that's called. I haven't got a clue. It's the uh, BWCA matchday hospitality end, I'm going to call it that. Tony Craig um, didn't do badly last weekend for me, but I don't like him in central defence. I don't know if I like him at all, but I don't like him in central defence. I think he's got, uh, he's much like Alan Dunn, he's got an error in him, hasn't he? He's got a mistake in him each game, but I Every think he's game. grown into the season yeah. a little bit. Last three, four games, perhaps not dropped the major clangor that's, that's cost us goals, so hopefully that's a sign of improvement. He's there for his beating Millwall Hart, isn't he? That's, that's Absolutely. His, that's his Bit role. of leadership at the back of who is this Liam Trotter? Did he play for us? This is Aidan O'Brien going down the, the left. Ball across the box. That's going to go wide. Right-hand post. Going out for two minutes. So was he any good, this Liam Trotter then, James? <laughs> He's got potential. Player who divided opinion, of course, Liam Trotter. I mean, I always thought he drifted through games. Yeah, but he always had, you knew he had better in him. But he, he had a bit of quality in him, didn't he? And, uh... Absolutely. Here comes Bolton on the attack. So just gone two minutes. Uh, ball being passed range outside a penalty area, shot wide, about five yards wide of the right post. No danger there, listeners. Put your cup of tea back down again. No danger there.
They had a kind of a languid air about him, didn't they? That didn't suit he the did. There was always that, that feel that he should do better, he could have done better. I, I, I think Arsenal were linked at one point, weren't they? Because he clearly was quality. Yeah. And I sort of think that when that didn't happen, his head dropped a little bit and he lost a bit of interest. Um, didn't really he never regained, he? And it hasn't worked out for him up here as well. Well, I was reading the, the Wanderers' um, website, as one does before an away game, and they don't seem to like him up here any more than we do. No, and I suspect for the same reasons. The high point of Liam Trotter's career for me was that one-all draw against Southampton. It's on YouTube, you can check it out. 2010, Southampton went ahead about the 92nd minute. Thought they'd won it 1-0 at the den, and we went back straight back down the other end, and it fell to him, and he put it in the net for one-all, with uh, literally heart, the heartbeat remaining in the game. It was fantastic um, moment. It's a wonderful piece of YouTube footage. Check it out. Shot from outside. Yeah, it's miles over from the 22. And the overview scored the cracker against us at the end. He did, he did. Pulled forward from Aido Brian trying to find Lee Gregory clearly being pulled back. The referee sees nothing, the, the slag. Ryan's fans desperately trying to get some atmosphere into this place. There's none coming from the home sections. The fallen grandeur of the, the Premier League that's tumbled down into the lower leagues is, is illustrated by the side stand, which I think is called the Franking Sense Stand. Now, once upon a time, that would have been something like the Reebok Stand or you know, the, some international corporation, global corporation. Now, it's, they're sponsored by a local company that clearly indulges in um, male franking, Franking Sense. Get it? And that's, that's the sponsorship of the side stand. So such is the um, fall of the House of Bolton. Yeah, it's a good start, and it's a bright start from Millwall so far, James. Nice, solid performance. Yeah, good shape. I like the look of Smith. He's, he's a couple of layoffs. He he's look done out really place well. At all, does not he? at all. Not, not at, all. at all. Ball in from the left, across the Bolton area. Let's head back and forth. It comes back to uh, Williams on the on the left again. That's going to go for a, another corner. A little bit of Millwall pressure. Come up for the eighth minute. Williams now from the edge of the penalty area, headed across as a flick header from Gregory, wide of the right hand corner of the post. Dick Whittington's on at the Bolton Panto, which Keith Chegwin, John, and Roxanne Pallet. I don't know who that is. I'm not familiar with Roxanne Pallet's work. <laughs> Keith Chegwin's quite an artist, still, though. Uh, good to see him still finding work each Christmas, a, isn't he? Certainly is. Sean Williams. Sean. I like him. There's a ball bobbing around the edge of the ball. Pelzer that's cleared by Webster. Williams, yeah, I mean, much improved this season. He has, again, he's another trotter in a sense that he, he can look a little bit languid at times. Beautiful thick header on from Smith towards Lee Gregory. Checks just outside the Bolton penalty, runs into too many defenders, but now is all wide from Ben Thompson. Marlon on the right hand side, overhits it, that's going to go for a goal kick. Unlucky. Unlucky. Oh, yeah, another, a player with touch, player with ability. This year. I think the extra year on the contract has given a bit of stability that's. Uh, let him push on a little bit, in my opinion, this season. Much improved, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And there's some noise from the side stands. John's just pulling me up and going for coffee rather than Bovril. I was pushing this um, return to traditional roots thing last week, but I've not gone for it. Um, You've been on a retainer from the good people of Bovril for the last few weeks. <laughs> I, I've got a confession, I never really liked Bovril that much. Bolton just spraying the ball around the, the middle part of the park. Football world has been rocked by the return of Ian Holloway, John, to, to yeah, yeah. range. Did you see his um, comments? He, we Millwall fans didn't we never quite really get got him. him, did we? We didn't no, get him, no. no. We didn't, um, it's hard to get him when he takes you down, isn't it, really? <laughs> I mean, I think he's extenuating circumstances. I his football was on a higher level, John, than you and me can understand. Yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't get it. What That's are what we, went on there. members of the Provincial What do we know of such high... Yeah, we can't understand passes. passing football. That's, it's not what we understand. It's not what we used to. It's all our fault. It is our fault. So pray, dear listener, for a Mill versus QPR draw in the FA Cup if we get past Braintree, which is next week.
I think that'd be a wonderful moment if Holloway had to return to the dungeon. I can see him being quite anonymous on the return. I can't see him venturing far from the dugout. Liam Trotter retains his kind of loping gait around the centre circle. It doesn't seem to go far from the centre circle. Stance that we, we remember so well. I mean, you've got to say that the boy does have, have touch on the ball. That's, and this is the kind of game where you can imagine him um, actually raising his spirits slightly. So uh, he's a danger player. I want to keep an eye on, I think. Ball out wide, player in, in danger, space on the, on the left-hand side, ball across the box. Byron makes a critical save, he's still bubbling around the edge of the penalty area, that's a shot on goal, it's 1-0 from the four. Defensive error there by Millwall, ball allowed to bobble around on the edge of the penalty area, volleyed into the net by the 4-1-0 Bolton, 16 minutes. Poor goal to give away, really, that was slack defensive work by the lines. Bolton taking the usual eternity to reform after scoring a goal, another curse of the modern game. Slack, slack work on it in defence there. Just really had so many opportunities to get rid of that yeah, ball. Just really frustrating. Neil Harris talking in the week about seizing the match winning opportunities in the game. I think that's uh, seizing the, the match losing opportunity there. Again, we were talking about defence jump before the game. I mean, again, that was a defensive error. I'm not saying that was Tony Craig because it, it just should have been cleared quicker and sooner. A couple of players involved in that. I think there's an argument for a Jimmy Abu type player in this side, not Jimmy himself, uh, he's vintage, but someone with the engine to get back and do the dirty work on the edge of the box. We were talking before um, about the January transfer window, you can expect players to come in, there's clearly flaws in this side, uh, things that need to be addressed. I think going forward we look good as gold, it's sort of back centre half, defensive midfield, they need a little bit of uh, tweaking. Absolutely. 20 minutes, Bolton on the break here, Fred penalised. Lions just trying to find the spark to get into this game. It's, it's a difficult place. It's uh, soporific, I think, is the word I'm searching for. There's, there's a flatness of... Um, it's almost like the, 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 the air is drawn from the, uh, from the stadium here. It's, it's a hard place to get excited. Anyway, here comes the, the Bolton free kick from their, their right. It's across the middle box. 22 goes tumbling, howling for a penalty. The referee's not having any of it, to his credit. So this is my twisted idea of a treat. Two, two long northern trips in a week was too much even for me, so it was a, a choice of Bolton or Berry. Uh, I went for the Bolton option because I've never been to Bolton before. Um, so Berry next week, we'll have to... Um, we're going to hopefully get a, a match report from John next week, our northern correspondent. I won't be at, Be at Berry. I'm um, going to try and build a show out of um, the Wimbledon home game and then a match reports of the uh, Berry game. So uh, rest assured, dear listeners, we'll be doing a show next week. Whether it's any good or not is another matter. That's up to you to decide. Big yeah, Beavers, time. big loss in defence. I mean, it's really showed this season the number of goals we've conceded. Here come Bolton down there. They're left now. Corner, 23 minutes. Milton's a little bit on the uh, on the back foot at the moment. So it's a Bolton corner from uh, from our right as we look there left. 23, 24 minutes into the mix. It's bouncing around. Fred, a little, a little bit too much time in defence there. Fred's got to liven his act up a little bit. Coincidentally, as an advert for the Northwest Drain Services, who do apparently an immediate and reliable service. Odd smell of drain in the air around here at the moment. I think someone must have had a good uh, curry last night. It's following a similar pattern to the first game, really. I mean, they, they've kind of outplayed us in the first yeah. game, didn't they? And yeah. they're doing the same here at the moment as, as the past 26. We were doing all right. We were quite solid for the first uh, 20 minutes. but Just uh, such a sloppy goal to concede. It was though. really frustrating. And now we're, um, we've not really threatened. That's the worrying no, thing, no. really. You know. We're really pressing midfield at the moment, John, are we? We're simply giving Trotter too much time to stand around do his, do his thing. Well, we're getting forward, certainly, Nick. We've had a few crosses into the box, a couple of corners, and you've got to hope that at some point one of those is going to be on target and we're going to take the opportunity, because equally, not being cut astride at our friend, are we? No, no. 
we can get back into this at this point. It's just a little bit, a little bit slow and a little bit languid to me. So, so it's a bold free kick, 28, 29 minutes approaching. Near the centre line, centre circle. Chip forwards, headed across the mill box, a 10 in front of goal. Offside from Trotter. Banged into the net by Trotter from a rebound. That won't count, offside. Bill uh, dodged a slight bullet there because that was actually passed dangerously across that penalty area there. And once again, they're just opening us up a little bit down the wings, so um, work to be done. There's nothing sadder than an illuminated advertising holding designed for European football and for the, you know, kind of the brands of the world and advertising in the Olympus Fish and Chip Shop in Bolton. 32 minutes, I'm, 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 my attention is focused on the advertising holding. Flatness brought to you by the local hospital. Serious about that, passionate about it. Most exciting thing is the advert for local hospice. How about that? Mills just not finding their mojo at the moment. No, 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 we're not out of it. We just need to find a, the, need to move it up a touch, don't I we? I think so, yeah. And I think we... Uh, I've still got money on one all. One all, one all. There you hear it first. Forget old Moore's almanac. <laughs> old James's old almanac. Except no substitute. Ball in there on the right, their right, their left, shot near post, into the netting. Going for a corner. I think Archer did touch it. Beavers. Beavers, Beavers shot. Yeah. I missed that in real time. Beaver's shot, there you are. He did get the odd goal for us, didn't he? He was, he, he was, he was one of those um, important goals. A, a few heroic battling goals for inside the six-yard box as a centre-back, but he showed a bit of quality. He did get the goal at Wembley. He did get the goal at Wembley. Corner coming in from the right as we look. Headed away by Williams, their left. Little pause in proceedings whilst our man gets uh, attention. Who's that, Joe Martin? No, it's Lee Gregory, isn't it? Just hobbling away there. That'll be a blow if he if he has to leave the game. No, they're, not, really, they're really we're, dictating the pattern of we're, play. We're not mixing it in midfield. No, we're no. Um, we're not getting any pace into our game at all, James. No, we started brightly enough, but uh, at the moment Bolton are completely in control of this game. Bolton on the attack whilst we await the mill substitution. 38 minutes. They're playing the ball around with a plum at the moment. That's going to be out wide left as we look. Ball into the middle. That's going to go for a corner. Yeah, we're just allowing them to dominate us at the moment, John, aren't we? We're just um, stepping back from it a yeah, little bit. Losing, uh, losing Gregory is a big blow, not just for the Absolutely. match. Absolutely. The way he went off there, it's been something or nothing, and he's yeah. gone off clutching his, his back. So, yeah. Let's uh, hope that isn't a recurrence of previous injuries. Entree Worrell. Presume that's going to be Fred up front. What do we think, Fireball? Fred up front? Fred's gone up front, yeah. Fred and uh, Smith up front, and uh, Aidan O'Brien on the wing then still. And that's uh, not a bad call because I think Fred has been a, a weak link in the first 38 or so minutes on the right hand side. Call the Suns in, that's uh, taken well enough by, by Archer. He's yeah, he's, he's, not, he's looked a bit out of sorts, Fred, hasn't he? And he's not been working well enough with Roman. Lord Bullford finds Fred offside. There we are. Inject a bit of pace up front, I guess. As it is going to be. Bolton haven't threatened us that much. I mean, it's not like they're all over. No, we, we've kind of given the game to yeah, them. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stupid goals we can see. Free kick just outside the D, about five yards short of the D of the penalty area. 43rd minute, as it is, we've got a few minutes to survive, get off the pitch, hopefully still at 1-0, and have a revamp. Come on, out. Ball bounce around the middle penalty area, it's going to be a free kick with Ben Thompson-Harris. Good work, Martin. Gives the ball to Williams, just sprays the ball wide. This is Romeo, I haven't seen much of him this game. Romeo on the, on the, on the attack here, a little one-two with Fred. Ball into the mix. Clear by best move here by Millwall. Clear, clear well by Bolton. Nice uh, little one-two with Romeo and Fred. Ball into the box. 
it's taken 44 minutes for a decent move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we moved it with pace. That was the key. Move. Yeah, first time we've moved at pace, as, as James says, the mill corner as we uh, come towards the half-time mark. Three minutes extra time. Mill still got the ball on the right-hand side. Ball into the box. Headed back and forth. Who's that? That was the Webster. Headed wide in the event. Best move, best spell for the Lions. First time we've looked half dangerous there, John. Yeah, we look good there. Um, Little one-two down, going down the right there. Interesting that we stuck Fred up front with, uh, with Harry Smith um, rather than Aiden. I, I think Romeo and uh, and Fred look so good down that right-hand side together. It's a shame. To well, it just showed it there, didn't it? Maybe they'll change that in the second half. Nice work by Smith. So we're just starting to find a little bit of. Um, Flicker, last couple of minutes in the, uh, of the oh, end of the, the first half. But Bolton Blake, as I've just praised them, they've got a man overlapping on the on the left. Just outside the Mill penalty, ball into the box. That's the eight. That's headed onto the crossbar. Mill catch a break there. Straight onto the crossbar, looping header onto the crossbar. Mill just about surviving this. We've got to get off the pitch still at 1 0. Have a real, real rethink of the second half. They've torn us apart at times coming down these wings. Bolton break forwards, cleared at the last moment there by Romeo from the ball in from the right-hand side. They're living on their nerves at the moment as the half closes out. Beautiful work by Marlon Romeo to clear that ball, though. They've had one disallowed, they've hit the bar. Yeah. They'll easily be going in 3-0 down. I half think we're doing well to come in by what, just one goal. Well, there it is, there's a half-time break. Bolton 1-0-0. Well, as we just said, the Lions kind of gifted that a little bit to them, John, didn't they? Yeah, you know? there's, uh, there's been plenty of chances for more. Um, We've created one or two things, but nothing clear-cut that I've seen just yet. Um, hopefully that will change when they're playing bright early second half. Yeah, bright early start and a little bit of flurry at the yeah. end, apart from that great acres of nothingness in, in between. So. Yeah, playing flat in between, no real pace in the side, oh. which is a worry. A work to be done at half-time, dear listeners, so we're going to be right back after these messages. Achtung, Mehlball. Good evening, friends. This is Horace Batchelor at the microphone the inventor of the famous infodraw method for the trouble chance. I have myself, with my own coupon entries, won 1,012 first trouble chance top dividends, and my ingenious method can help you to win also. Don't send any money, just your name and address. Send now to Horace Batchelor, Department 1, Kingsham, Spelled K E Y N S H A M, Kingsham, Bristol. Meine Damen und Herren, Achtung, Milwei. Trotter's out. Welcome back to the uh, beginning of the second half, dear listeners. It's floodlights blazing bright in a leaden sky, lines 1-0 down, and uh, we welcome back the teams back to the pitch, and news that Liam Trotter's out for the second half. Actually, wasn't, he wasn't one there, it was in one of his better modes in that first half. Maybe we allowed him to be, I don't know, but um, big second half here. Lions behind, we're looking for a bit more pep, and a bit more verve, and a little bit more vim. It's Bolton straight up the attack inside the first minute of the second half. They ball out on the right-hand side. We gave him a lot of time and space in that first half. There's a ball across the mill penalty area and bring, we bring it away. Come on, Bill, Blow, losing Lee Gregory, clearly. They've got Fred and Smith leading the line, so big responsibility on their young shoulders for the second half. They were just saying before half-time, James, I mean, I know we get biased at the den, but you wouldn't want to come here every week, mate, would you, to this place? It's, it's, a, really, it's a bleak, bleak place, Nick, and it's... Uh... 
you've almost got little echoes of a fallen Premiership team, really, and it's uh, it's it's the worst side of modern English football, I think. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's a flat atmosphere. I know, I know it's always different when you go to other clubs, but we were just saying, I mean, there are not many places that I go to. I think yeah, I, I could come here regularly. I don't, you just don't see these places around, do you? I know with No, bias. but you look at some of the old-fashioned stadiums like Sheffield United, and they can still get yeah, a decent Barnsley, atmosphere Barnsley, we went going. there last yeah. season. Oh, but this is before. awful. This is absolutely this awful. This is as flat as a pancake. Yeah. But we're biased. We, 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 we're addicted to the theatre of cruelty that is the den. There's no place like it, believe me. Listeners, there is no place quite like it. You knew that already, though. You wouldn't be listening to the show if you didn't believe that already. One thing I don't know is how many non-mill listeners we get to this show. It actually fascinates me. You don't really get these kinds of breakdowns online. You get numbers. The show gets about 600 for the average game, 600 listens. Um, I'm guessing they're all Millwall fans. I don't know. Um, I sometimes wonder whether we get any other non-mill listeners. Um, inter interestingly this week there was the Football Blog Awards which is this Old Trafford um, awards ceremony where the great and the good of the podcasting will go and get their, their gongs to say well done and the Anfield Rap one, one I've never listened to the Anfield Rap and I have no interest whatsoever in listening to it but I do wonder sometimes if we get any non-Millwall uh, listeners let me, let me know if you do let me know let me know it intrigues me a little bit of Keystone Cop defending concedes of corner to the chagrin of the Millwall crowd, liven their drummer up, John, down the end, that little bit of um, slapstick comedy there, didn't it? Yeah, he'd, uh, he did need an air drum and cymbal, is it, across the, uh, across the goal line? Yeah. I think that was a Tony Gray back pass as well. I think it, it was. It was look, I take everything back I said at the start. It's a needless corner, it's a needless corner. Left as we look, that's across the Millwall box and gone for a goal kick. 48 minutes. It's got to be an area we attend to in the transfer window, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we're, just, we're not going to sustain a promotion drive of any kind with this defence at the moment, I don't think. We just concede too easily. I had high hopes of Hutchison, but he does look like another... Uh, He's like a mig, a mig vase, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Great to look at, but very fragile. A little bit of Schadenfreude with the night. <laughs> the, 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 uh, James has just checked Palace's score and they're losing, so that's always... Uh, it takes a little bit of pain off the headache, doesn't it? James is the eternal optimist. He keeps, he keeps, he, I don't know if he's talking to me or talking to himself. But he keeps, he, <laughs> maybe the more you say it, the more we can be convinced that we will get some chances. Bolton aren't that good. I mean, they've, they've been... <laughs> right, we're going to fucking lose 3-0, but anyway. Here they come now, down the left, 20 on the left-hand side. Going through the middle there. Nicely brought away by Marlon. A little bit of bite something in midfield there. Ben's gone stuck in. Crowd want to get some action. They want to see some blood. You can hit there. That's what a crunching tackle or two does to a Millwall crowd. It gets them interested. 51 minutes on the clock. Millwall free kick. Left hand side. A little quick ball through. This is Fred. Man back now. This is this is going to be Joe Martin with Fred again. Little dinky one-two with uh, Aidan O'Brien, who does a little bit of trickery. Little, all that Mill possession seemed to break down. Now it falls to Warrell in the event, but he's back to goal. It's going to go for a Mill throwing. Guys look a little bit livelier on 52 minutes. Mill throwing. Right, just a few yards further forward from the halfway line. Guys look a little bit livelier. You can hear the effect it has on the crowd. Free kick, right hand side. Walls going to take. Probably going to be a deep one. Here comes Walls cross. A little short one. A little chipped in towards Fred. Twists and turns. Wins a little bit of space. It's ball across the box. Fist punched away there by the goalkeeper, the 13. First bit of pressure from Millwall. The ball was put into the mix and it looked dangerous. Nice work on Millwall. Let's raise the tempo now. Come on, Millwall. Everyone 
everyone's putting their mobile phones on. It's like some kind of um, modern take on uh, Woodstock. Everyone's waving their mobile phones around in a bowl section. Going, What's going on, James? Explain modern football to me, mate. <laughs> it's like an Elton John concert. It's an Elton John concert <laughs> with Christopher Berg as the wall right back. They are still at it. Yeah, they're still waving their mobile phones around. And with a drum and the mobile phone waving, this is the, uh, the epitome of modern football on the edge of the retail park. I feel like such a dinosaur coming from the 1970s, Cold Blow Lane era. It makes you feel so old. Call the Bolton. 56 minutes. In from the left, deep. That's 2-0. 2-0. Straightforward header on goal from the corner. Central defence found out again, John. Straight header in goal. Looks to be a header from the middle of the penalty area. Why was it picked up? Why was it looked at? I don't know. Too easy, the man says behind me. Very true. Too easy. Yeah. Sparked off another wave of uh, mobile phone waving in the air in the darkness. Tempers, tempers fraying slightly around us. <laughs> 58 minutes. Bolton coming forward again on the right-hand side. Ball across the box. That's cleared up high in the air still bouncing around the fringe of the mill penalty it's going to be Brian who clears it we can but hope and uh, pray to whatever deity we believe in if any or none at all um, that we can resolve this in the in the general transfer window because we do need to reinforce central defence and we've looked very very weak in that area for the whole season and we've been exposed a little bit here today at Bolton there's Marlon crosses in from the right Ball in front of goal and Smith couldn't get a decent header on that. It goes for a goal kick. There's Fred. Muscled off the ball by Beavers. Referee gives nothing. I think that was actually extreme professionalism there on the 60th minute mark. I think Fred just got out experience there. Yeah, John, very experienced there. Just nudged him out of the way. And, uh, yeah, that was that. Did it while there was no danger. It's hard to see a way back at the moment, but you never know. Ball, that was an aimless cross. Terrible, terrible cross. Just a bit of nice flatness of performance, I think. This is yeah. Good, uh, Ben Thompson, in all honesty, um, shot onto the crossbar in the first half. They've had chances galore. And we're doing our best to uh, kind of cling on for grim death a little bit at 2 0. So um, we can't really complain at the moment as we get towards the midway point in the second half. It's um, first half had a feeling of that we've given the ball or uh, the game away slightly. The second half's more of a sense they've actually taken it from us. It sounded profound, didn't it? I think we've been second best the whole game, really, haven't we? Much, yeah. A couple of flashes here and there, but that's not good enough. Not for not for a team. Uh, I don't want to say it, but for a team as tidy as Bolton. Come up for 16 minutes to go. The same kind of forlorn hopes of survival that the first American settlers had in 1608 at Roanoke. I think we have a few turkeys to sustain us. We'll nod there to our American friends. Any American listeners? We do have a, do get a few American listeners, incidentally. Beaver's getting a little bit of um, saucy comment, saucy comment down there from some disgruntled Millwall fans. Here's Ben Thompson, the ball into the box, Fred trying to get into the uh, near post there, still bouncing around, that's a skew whiff by Beavers, it's uh, first hesitation and mistake in the bowl defence, you can see he's a corner there, ball was just um, bouncing around like Toblerone boots there, so it's gone for a middle corner, a little bit of faint hope, flickers. Could be Worrell from our right. Ball dropping down this end of the, of the stadium at all, really, much in the second half. And it comes from the uh, corner. Ball floats across. It falls to 
Webster and then Smith and the Biver could get anything on it. It's gone for a goal kick. Ferguson coming into the game. Martin leaves. He's a funny one, isn't he? He's very funny. Well, I would have thought he would be a natural start. Yeah, he, um, he'd done very well when he joined us online. Um, and I've never really seen him have a particularly bad game, but he seems to be in and out of the side, and he can't hold down either the left back or the left wing. Parrish don't seem um, to favour him for some reason, John. It's an odd one, isn't he? Because he's always in that Northern Ireland squad, and I know that's no particular barometer. No. But maybe that's what's damaging him. He disappears for the odd game and uh, struggles. I think, I think it's that, it's that, that kind of in, in and out type of feeling, isn't it? I always like him. When he, when he plays further forward, I, I don't He's, like him in defence. Deliveries are very good. Goalers, yeah. um, free kicks, and one of the best crosses at the club. But uh, He doesn't seem to find find uh, favour here at the moment, that's for sure. He's come on again as a left-back, hasn't he? So, uh, He's come on late. It's a game that's drifting now, and we're not going to get much out of this. So it's a kind of a nothing situation yeah, for him. it is. 79 minutes. 2-0. Thompson and, and uh, Marlon combining well. Yeah. Marlon now on the uh, byline, little chip into the box towards Smith. He's had uh, misdirected, that yard wide, no real power on it. Um, better move, better move, but not good enough. 83 minutes. Well, it's the end of a good run of form, but as with Dick Whittington, he didn't give up either, John, did he? He came back, and uh, I think it's our chance next week at Berry, mate. It is, absolutely, and you've got to think in that run of, what is it, one defeat and eight, that was yeah. against Bolton as well, so... You know, yeah, we've, no, come we've against, struggled against them. Yeah. yeah, we've come up against a decent team here, and uh, we've got to build on what we had before. We don't become a bad team overnight. Cold starting to seep in, numbing now, like uh, Captain Scott's expedition to the Antarctic. Um, I'm picturing myself in the role of Captain Oates, about to go out, maybe gone a long time, very shortly. Yeah. Ball falls to Fred inside the box, just couldn't get a touch on it. Ball forwards, little header, Fred just couldn't get a touch on it. In front of goal, goalkeeper collects. Last three minutes of the game, little danger situation, referee sprayed his shaving foam, it's just on the left-hand side on the edge of the penalty area, about five yards uh, short of the, of the byline. Chance for Mill to cross the ball towards Smith. It comes from Worrell, floated ball. Too clever for everyone, that's gone straight off a goal kick. Disappointing game from the Mill perspective. I, I, I don't think we've ever really got going, John, in it's all honesty. It's really started, has it, unfortunately? We looked solid that first 15 minutes, but no more than that even then. I can't recall a clear, clear cut chance that we've had. Um, no, just all it's a real flat, flat, um, flat response to last week's victory against Bristol Rovers. Let's hope for. Better going forwards next week, um, picking out the, the men of the match. I suppose we, we name checked um, Ben, we name checked Harris earlier on. Marlon's not done badly. Marlon's done well, yeah, as he does each week actually, although he's come unstuck a couple of times. Um, I don't think he's ready for the, the step up, which is good news for us in January. I think. Yeah, I agree we should with get that. another six months of the year out of him, which is good yeah. news. Um, I think I'll go with Marlon as my choice, but it's, it's, a, thin, it's a thin field to choose from. I'm going to say thank you to James for joining me in play. Been a pleasure, Nick. Thank you to Firewall for your interjections, <laughs> your ejaculations. <laughs> As the, the stadium empties all around us, game, <laughs> game still in play. And sadly, the Lions are drifting towards a 2 0 defeat here at Macron Stadium. There it is. Final whistle. Thanks, Firewall. Thank you, James. Yeah, mate. That's the close of the game. Disappointing game, disappointing result. We've had enough of talking about it, though, so we're going to say thank you to John Shipman. Cheers, Nick. Cheers, all. And um, we'll talk to you all soon. See you back after these messages.
listening to Octone Millwall. Are you tired of having no voice at Millwall? Then why not join the AMS, the Association of Millwall Supporters? The AMS is an independent fan group, meaning they're not directly affiliated with the football club, and therefore they aim to truly represent the fans' best interests. To join the AMS, visit amsgroups.info. That's amsgroups.info. Or if you're on Twitter, go to at a underscore m underscore s underscore group and they will be happy to answer your inquiries. It's actually a Saturday night nightmare rather than a Sunday morning nightmare, dear listeners. It's half past 11 at night. <clears throat> nightmare after a long old journey on the train coming back via all sorts of weird and wonderful places like Preston uh, with a, a wonderful cross-section of the football supporting world. It's a, it was a funny funny place, Preston. I don't know if anyone's ever been through there on a Saturday evening, but um, tonight Wolves were in town. So, yeah, um, Preston's packed full of Wolves fans. Um, also, um, a stash of Brentford fans got on coming back from Blackburn. So my train journey, which was delayed, um, was packed full of a rugby team and Brentford fans, a different breed. Wolves fans are a different breed. Brentford fans, dear listeners, are very weird. I mean, I know that Millwall fans have their critics and sometimes one of the two of the chaps can be a little bit near the mark, but... Fuck me, you would not want to be a Brentford fan from what I saw on that train tonight. There was one bloke, um, all, on the, on, all on the source, they're going home after their, their game, but one go, one guy was like, it's like being in the ballpark on Emmerdale Farm, if anyone knows that reference, back in the old days, in the 1980s days, when you had, um, was it Sedge? And they have a bloke with the, the barman with the, with the sideburns. There was, there was a lot of guys like that on, on the train, and um, thankfully I took refuge in my movie, which was... Tom Hardy's Tour de Force in Legend, the story of the Cray brothers, to take my mind off of what was, in truth, a very flaccid performance by the Lions today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Speaking to the news at Den after today's game, Neil Harris said that Mill gifted Bolton Wanderers two goals, which they did. I mean, the first goal was very much a gift, poor defensive work, slack defensive work, as indeed was the second, to be honest. I, I, I have to differ with um, Neil to an extent in that he thought some of our play today was really good, but we didn't do the basics well enough. I didn't think we were very good. I, didn't, I thought we lacked spark. We had a, a few flurries here and there, a few hurrahs, but basically we were second best to a decent professional side. I think we said that during the live piece. I say it again now. Uh, we were bested by the better team. Uh, we didn't do the basics well enough, says Neil Harris, and I, I agree with him on that. Clearly we've had a good little run, though, and it has to come to an end at some time. And I think that's now 40, it'll be 44 years before we can possibly win at Burnden, Burnden Park. Look at me going back there at the Macron Stadium in Bolton. It's been a long time and I can see it being a long time yet to come before we get any kind of result there. The internet comment from Harris seems to be that Lee Gregory is a doubt for Tuesday night's home game versus AFC Wimbledon. That's a blow, what with Steve Morrison already being out. I felt today young Harry Smith was slightly uh, welcome to the reality is the third division football we had a good game last week against Bristol Rovers today he was up against proper defending and he did well but he, he well I say he did well he did well but he struggled that's absolute nonsense it's late night nonsense um he wasn't he didn't show the same kind of spark and verve that we saw last week so welcome to division three Harry I think you have every potential mate but you do have a trade to learn and I think today was probably a bit of a, a wake-up call there Asking about Steve Morrison's absence today, news at Den. Uh, Harris replied that Steve Morrison played last time at home and we didn't crack them then. Um, I didn't think any team would stop us from scoring twice in the season, but they've done it. He does say the first two, the two, the two goals were inexcusable by my young players. They're old enough for me to pick them. They're good enough players for me to pick them and they have to perform, says Neil Harris. Player ratings, the online news at Den page, which is becoming rapidly my favourite part of the site. Um, Jordan Archer getting a low 4.4 from the readership of the news at then. I, I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't much he could do about the two goals. 4.4 seems very low to me. I, I make him a six today because I don't know he could have done much better. He certainly, when he did that, was called into action. He did well. Um, four out of ten for Tony Craig. Um, harsh. Uh, I think that the great elephant in the room is the central part of defence and its weaknesses, which revolves around Tony Craig. I certainly make um, the first goal was uh, being down to defensive sloppiness. I haven't seen it since uh, since li- you know the live action of earlier on today. Whether Craig was directly involved in that or not, I don't know. But certainly central defence, and that includes Byron Webster, of course, who gets a 5 out of 10. I gave him a 5 out of 10, so spot on there for the, uh, the News at Den readership, by my reckoning. Um, Tony Craig probably one under. I gave him a five out of ten, but the news at Den readership gives him four. Joe Martin was a bit nothing for me today. He was wishy-washy, flaccid. I think I used that word already. Um, he gets a four out of ten from the news at Den. I gave him a five, but perhaps I'm being a little generous because I'm Mr. Nice Guy, friend of the stars, aren't I? Um, Marlon, I felt was our best player today. I've, I've given him as for that on that basis a seven. Um, five point seven from the news at Den readership. So he's getting close to six from the. Uh, from the internet crowd. Um, Fred, I thought, was a little bit out of his depth today. He's got 4.9 off of the news at Den. Um, I'll probably have to go with a 5 for Fred. Ben Thompson, yeah, 6, well, 5.8 from news at Den. I, I called it 6, so that's probably about par. Sean Williams, the same for me, 6, uh, 5.9 on news at Den. Lee Gregory, 
um, it's a low 4.7. I thought actually once once Gregory went off today, we immediately lacked punch and cutting edge. Um, we weren't exactly um, contenders to, uh, when he went off, but um, certainly we looked like we had half a chance with Gregory in the mix. But 4.7 seems a touch low. And I'm going to pull up the readers of, of News at Den here. Aidan O'Brien was no way a 3.3. That is, that is exceptionally low marking. I think that is just vindictive. I think it's personal, and you really ought to do a bit of growing up, some of you, because he wasn't that bad. He was an Aidan O'Brien performance today, so it wasn't that bad. I'll give him 5 out of 10, but 3.3, come on. You're being silly. Up front, Harry Smith. Um, he gets an average 6.8 off of the net. Now, that is also a little bit silly because he wasn't that great today. Um, we have to be honest. If we're going to do this, listeners, we're going to do this, right? We've got to be honest. And 6.8 is um, over the top. I, I gave him a 5 out of 10 because he wasn't that effective for me up front today. Um, and then the subs were Worrell, 5.2 on the net. I won't argue too much with that because I didn't think he was that great. And, and Ferguson and Butcher for me... Um, weren't in the game long enough to really warrant ratings, in my humble opinion. So, man of the match for me today, Marlon Romeo. Incidentally, did I mention I was sitting next to his dad, Jazzy B? Yes, that's right, the Jazzy B. Me, friend of the stars, sat next to Jazzy B, the Jazzy B on the train. Um, I said his, his boy's got the X Factor, and I do believe he does have the uh, ingredients to go to the very top table, dear listeners. Writing on the House of Fun, let the good times roll. Laissez les bons temps in French. But let the good times roll on the House of Fun. Um, says today was always going to be difficult, so it was. However, we made things so much harder for ourselves. Poor communication in defence. And plenty of mistakes by all of the back four. We always looked like conceding, and this needs to be resolved quickly, as against the better teams we are found out, as we were today. Then Julian's dad, on the, over the Optimist, says we're at home to Wimbledon on Tuesday night, away to Bury next Saturday with our game in hand. Win those games, we could still be fourth. That is um, a glass-half-full kind of guy. He notes that Morrison, Gregory and Philpott are injured. Maybe Neil Harris can put his boots on in a wistful little reference to Marquis, John Marquis. We must have scored today. I, I think we got a, that 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 ship has sailed, Lynn. Um, I don't think we can really go holding any candles for John Marquis. Ken Up and Off um, says that he thought both Romeo and Fred had decent games today. We didn't deserve a win, says Fre uh, says Ken, not Fred. Ken, but Bolton looks solid rather than anything special. I thought they looked a bit more than solid. I they looked like a very professional team with enough nous to see us off today. To be blunt with you, Ken. Mick C, in, in plaintive mode, says that he fucking hates this division. It depresses the life out of him, and he's gutted we are not storming it. However, he can see clearly that we're a club in transition, the investment in the academy, and picking up young players like Harry Smith looks like it will pay off. This is what Millwall's all about, says Mick. We are not going to see big transfer fees and marquee signings. I can live with that, he says, as long as the production line pays off. And we don't seek out our best players for we don't sell our best players for peanuts after twenty five games in a middle shirt. I'll make you right there, Mick. And finally, Brian the Lion calls that the worst display of the season pathetic. No, it fucking well wasn't uh, the worst display of the season, Brian. Pathetic, I don't know, strong. We it was certainly insipid. Whether the the, the, the realms between pathetic and insipid, I'm not gonna get into. It's too late at night. But that was not the worst display of the season. In, in patches, we weren't too bad today. We were just beaten by a better side. We were we were much um, poorer than that in during the, the the run, the poor run during the course of September. So 
all you um, pessimists out there, get a grip. This is a long season. Yes, there is work to be done in that January transfer window. We all know where the weak points in the team are, and it's up to Neil Harris and the board to address those weak areas. So there we are. That is Achtung Millwall at the Macron Stadium today, Bolton. And we're going to close today's edition out, edition 101 today, um, with a little piece um, unrelated to today's events in any way, shape or form, with one of my favourite podcasters, Neil Bradley, who um, produces a magnificent pay-in to working class life, culture, music, art and politics called The Likes of Us. Check it out on iTunes, The Likes of Us by Neil Bradley, The Open Book Project. It's great stuff. I'm I'm enjoying it immensely. Anyway, I managed to get a chance to speak with Neil in the week because I was inspired through circumstances that I will relate during the course of the next piece to talk to him about the lost world, the golden age of, and the hidden folk memory that is the football pools, doing the football pools. I hope you enjoy it. And thank you for listening. Speak to you next week, listeners. Achtung, Mehlball. Good evening, friends. This is Horace Batchelor at the microphone, the inventor of the famous infodraw method for the trouble chance. I have myself, with my own coupon entries, won 1,012 first trouble chance top dividends, and my ingenious method can help you to win also. Don't send any money, just your name and address. Send now to Horace Batchelor, Department 1, Kensham, spelled K-E-Y-N-S-H-A-M, Kensham, Bristol. Okay, big welcome on the show now to one of my favourite podcasters, Neil Bradley, um, writer for the TLR, tutor open book project, Neil, at Goldsmiths. That's right, Nick, yeah. yeah. And author of uh, four funerals and a wedding. I nearly got that yeah. wrong way round. Yeah. And everyone does. <laughs> and podcaster of, of um, The Likes of Us, which is a fantastic series for anyone that hasn't heard it, which is about working class life, politics, all things oh, related, now. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's going well so far. It's a brilliant little series, mate. Um, I'll, I'll take my hat off to you. I mean, it's... Cheers. It's autobiographical in many respects, isn't it? About your, I mean, I'm following the the um, pieces that you're doing at the moment on your on your time in the print, um, yeah. which is fascinating. It's, it's, a, it's a lost world in many respects. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of writing a second memoir um, at the moment, and um, I, I just wrote down a load of sort of index cards, like anecdotes, you know. Yeah. And um, and it sort of coincided with me, you know, just thinking about the podcast. And uh, and now I think it's, it's reversed. I think now I'm doing the podcast and using that as a almost like dictation for the book. Really, I mean it's brilliant stuff. It's a it's a for anyone of a certain age, and I, I'm afraid I am of that certain age. It's a I never worked in the print personally, but I, it's a, like a glimpse into a lost world, a, a world that's familiar and yet gone. The attitudes and social um, what you might call social mores of the time, and. The inspiration of this little piece that we're going to do now um, occurred when I was listening to Neil's most recent piece. Oh, you got slung out of a job, I think, Neil, didn't you, in the print? I, I, I got slung out of every job. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, listeners should tune into the shows because they do it far better than I can do. But basically, in a, in a nutshell, Nick, uh, Neil's got slung out of a job in the print at a print company, and you got a, was it a temporary job at, at Zetas Pools in Clerkenwell? No, no, where was I? I got um, I got the sack from the Standard, and um, well, I was a messenger there, and then I got sent to a photographic lab where. Um, <laughs> to be trained as a colour photograph. Yeah, that's, a, that's an episode yeah. worth in its own right. But anyway, leave that aside, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that was, um, the building was, was opposite Zeta's Pools, which which I'd never heard of at the time. Right. Until I went over there, you know, because yeah. I was sort of aware of like Vernon's and Littlewood's Pools. Um, but Zeta's was sort of a, a, sort of a mystery to me. And, um, but, it, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a giant building, you know, it, it employed hundreds and hundreds of women, you know, sitting there checking the, the coupons and the, the spot the ball competition, you know. Absolutely. Um, and because there was, you know, that, that part of Clerkmore, because it's like Hipsterville now, that was like a, that was sort of like a big industrial base, lots of factories, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, it's, it, it just came together. I was, I was telling you off air, um, I was listening to Neil's show and I was going to um, Old Street for, for work reasons and I happened to drive past Zeta's building, um, which is now a hipster um, hotel. It's been converted yeah, into, absolutely. you know, as so much of Shoreditch has, Neil, it's been turned into the complete diametric opposite of what it once was. And, yeah, it, and it wasn't that far far back. That it, it wasn't like that at all. It was really industrial. It was, it was uh, you know... Um, absolutely. Photographic labs, watchmakers, and, um, you know, the gin factory, Zetas Pools. It, it was a strange old place, you know, lots of guys in, you know, dungarees and flat caps, you know, pushing barrows around. Yeah. Very different. It, it just occurred to me, uh, as a, uh, this kind of serendipity, I, think, I suppose you call it, that th- there's a lost world also, which is the football pools. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, the show, your show is about the uh, working class life, and it just struck me that this was a a working class experience now, common to almost all of us, I think, and yet now gone. Um, you know, totally uh, demolished by the impact of the national lottery, which almost represents the kind of modern world, demolishing so much of um, old-school working-class life. And the impact that the pools had, you know, uh, that it had on, on our collective experience was quite vast, wasn't it? Everyone did the yeah, pools. I mean, it was a big thing, I think. I mean, like, you know, I, I, mean, I, I lived in a sort of very, like, socialist household, you know, so my mum and dad were both very socialist. Yeah. But they still did the pools. I mean, it was, all, it was sort of like Plan B, you know. If socialism didn't work, then <laughs> we, we could still rely on the football pool one day, you know, to, to get us out of it, you know, um, to find the new Jerusalem that way. There's a, there is a logic to that. There is a certain logic. I think I think we all probably fell into something like that, didn't we? Um, it was a ritual, and I, 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 it just struck me, as I say, driving past the hotel that is now Z, I think they call it, rather than yeah, Z- yeah. Zetas, because uh, it's funkier to call it Z. Yeah, yeah, it's got a big red Z. Yeah. Uh, right. Which, um, as you say, the big names, of course, were, were Littlewoods and Vernons. In, in, and I... I remember, and I don't know, it was in your household, but it was, there was something of a loyalty. We were Vernon's people. What, what, what ones did you we do, were, Neil? We were Littlewoods. Actually. You were Littlewoods, right, yeah. And no, you didn't no, veer away, did you? Well, that was. I mean, I mean, I mean no. Littlewoods were the first one. I think nine, I, I've looked it up, 1923, Littlewoods started. Yeah. I, I mean, I never really went back that far, you know. No, it's a fascinating story, isn't it? In itself, the story of the football pools, 1923. I think, it, I think it was really down to whoever knocked on our door, I think. <laughs> because I think it was... Um, I think when we lived off the old Kent Road, I think, you know, there was a, an, an old boy come and knocked on the door and he was the Paul's man, you know. Yeah. And, um, I mean, amazing, really, because you just... 
we'd never seen this boat from Adam, and every week you handed him his, your money, you know. Um, and he went away, you know, you, you wasn't sure whether he posted them or not. When we moved, I think the woman <laughs> took it over, and she did run away with the money. Well, this was one of the notes I had, because there was always the air of fiddle about the Paul's collector, and um, yeah, we, was, yeah. we, we were brought up in a household of mistrust, that you trusted nobody outside your, your front garden yeah. gate, basically. And uh, we, didn't, we didn't trust our Paul's coupons to the, to the Paul's collector. They, just for younger listeners, these were, they were actually physically collected, like the, like the rent man once yeah. upon a time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, these, these were people, um, often had daytime jobs, and they would come and knock on your door at night and collect the, um, the money, the cash... Plus your, plus your coupon, potentially worth, um, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of pounds if you won it. And as you say, it was all based on trust, effectively, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and, and I know, um, and I think she lived underneath us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she sort of legged it, you know, and we, everyone was trying to work out, well, when did she, you know, I think, well, she just started spending the money, I think, you know. As though well, she won it, I think. Um, and that was a, because, and I think that there was always this, there, there was lots of trials, I think, and there was lots of... Um, there was lots of cases where the Paul's company was saying, well, no, they're like free agents, you know. Absolutely. Them, it's a legal matter, you know, it's nothing to do with us, you know. Uh, oh, you... I mean, I don't know what would happen if you'd won, you know. Well, I mean, this was this was the thing. Uh, the, one of the things on I remember studying as a kind of kid that I was. I would study the minutiae of the Paul's coupon to look at all the wording. And yeah. one of the one of the crucial sentences, Neil, was it was binding in honour only. Um, so I don't yeah. know that there was no legal relationship <laughs> at all. <No. laughs> and, uh, I mean, as I say, the, the, the first time when we, you know, when I was a kid, it, it was just an old boy knocks on the door, and no one knew where he lived or. <laughs> So yeah, we we never trusted him. Yeah, because like I think like doing the pools was. I mean, my, my dad was pretty easy going in terms of you know you could fill it out. I know my brother; he was a bit of a stato, and he he would study all of the form, you know, and um, and he'd be asking me, and I was like a lemon. I didn't have a clue, you know. And, um, <laughs> you know, do you think Chelsea will draw this week? You know, and um, and so it, it was sort of done on. It, it was there was a science to it, you know. I mean, yeah. now it's lucky numbers now, isn't it? You know. Well, that's what they converted to, because the, the treble chance was the game, wasn't it? That was the one that paid yeah, out right, the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got the 88 choices, uh, 10, 10 choices, and eight, that's eight right. came up, you know. You had to pick the score draws, which was the essence of yeah, it, and then yeah. um, if you did that get those... That was all. Well, it was yeah. It was it was um, it was the toughest game of the lot, and you got three points on the coupon. Um, Twenty four points was the payout, and they would have this on weekly on on grandstand and world of sport. That the the pools coupons would be, uh, you know, this week the claim telegram claims had to be made, didn't they? Um, if if there was, if yeah, it was a big payout, right, yeah, yeah. you telegram got in touch claims, with my yeah. telegram, telegram and then they come out the final score. You know, that was it. You know. And this was um, this was the route to to unearned wealth, of which which you know is perhaps the most classic working class trait of them all. Now is is that idea of um, easy money, isn't it? You know that you, not money you work for, but money that comes out of nowhere and transforms your life. Uh, and well, that's what I mean, we, I think, and it was the one and only thing, really. I mean that that was it. I mean you know. For, I think for working class people, there was, you know, there was boxing and there was sport and there was sort of Tommy Steele, you know, becoming like Britain's Elvis. But I think other than that, that was it, you know. Yeah. Um, to to win something tax free, which would you know change your life completely, you know. I suppose like the lottery now, but um, it was different then. I think it was it was so um, out there, you know. I think the like the, you know the the thought of winning it was so alien to all of us. I think. 
Well, we all dreamed of it, didn't we? Everyone dreamed yeah, of it. What, what, yeah. what you're going to do when you win the pools? Um, very few ever achieved it. There's always stories of someone knew someone who won won it twice. That was always the urban myth. They won it once and they yeah, won it yeah. again. I, I never, no one ever met these people. Um, they may not have existed, but that was always the um, maybe it exists now with the national lottery. I don't know it. But there, there was this kind of romance of trying to pick your teams, and there was an element that you would look study all the fixtures for the week. Um, and try and pick out your drawers um, for, for better or for worse. They, they were quite complex-looking pieces of paper, though. Um, I, I, I've got a confession to make to you and to the listeners now. I never quite understood them, to be quite honest with you. They, they had this no, kind I of mean, grid that you wrote, you know, kind of cling on words like permeate from the 11 and, you know, um, stuff that you could never quite fathom out in truth. And it was sort of different brackets as well, so you couldn't put all your X's in one bracket, you know. No. So it was almost like paragraphs of games where they sort of worked out. Um, I mean, it was, the whole thing was, like, stacked against you, you know, whatever way you Oh, looked. absolutely, but absolutely. I think, it was, I think it, was, it made it more interesting in terms of you could watch, you know, Grandstand and um, you can listen to the radio. And, you know, the chance of you becoming a, a millionaire were, were changing as the afternoon went on, which is a bit different from the lottery, you know, where it's... You know, within two seconds, your dream's gone for the next week, you know. Yeah, I suppose the lottery, I mean, it's in a sense, I mean, the, the, the pools in a sense were just a lottery in, in fundamentally, but it, it had this kind of, I don't know if I'm overplaying this, but it had a slightly romantic link with the national game, that you were studying the football fixtures, all these great clubs and names of, of England and, and, and Scotland, um, and somehow you felt linked to it in a way that you don't feel linked to a selection of numbers. They're just they're just digits, aren't they? they they're yeah, colder somehow. And I think as well, there, there was this, this because I think spot the ball. I think that the proceeds from spot, spot the ball, ball went spot to the, the FA, yeah, and that, their FA charity. So I, I, you always felt that you you sort of you had a stake in the game as well, you know, because you were sort of contributing to the game as well, you know, grassroots level and and because they made a big thing of that, you know, and I think there was that and the charity shield was all sort of interlinked. I think you know. Spot the ball was a kind of a freeze frame of a, of a game somewhere and there's a vast amount of sky above it and then somewhere in that match sky was a ball uh, but which had been yeah, de- it deleted. A, to be honest, it, it must have been a racket. It was I mean, bent, wasn't it? The ball was in the picture, even when it wasn't in the picture, you know. And you had to put a cross dead on the centre of the ball. And, I mean, the, the, the chances of actually finding the dead centre of a ball that you couldn't see were very remote. I, I never knew well, anyone that once spot the ball. I think my granddad had a rubber stamp with 50 <laughs> crosses on, which he bought from the Paul's company, I think. And um, he stamped it on, you know, he stamped it on the coupon, you know. Yeah. But, uh, it, but I looked into it, actually, and, and it's still going now, spot the ball, which sort of amazes it? me. Does and, it? Um, but I think the Guardian did a, like, an investigation into it, and no one's won it since 2004. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's sort of about 12 years. And I think it's like literally uh, it's a pinprick. You have to get it on a pinprick. It's you even know, more of a long shot than the lotto. There was women, you know, with like jeweller's eyeglasses looking at coupons. You had no chance, you know. Oh, the other thing, I suppose, I mean, I've been looking at Littlewoods. Um, I mean, the Littlewoods building in Liverpool, I don't know if you've seen that online, but it's... it's yeah, a, I mean, it's, that's a... It's a beautiful, there, yeah. beautiful thing. It's it's Art Deco. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it just it just shows the the money generated by this thing. I mean, the, the, it's an Art Deco building in Liverpool, something like the Hoover Building in, on the um, the A forty. But this kind yeah, of yeah. It, it wouldn't look out of place in um, Soviet Russia or, or I suppose even Nazi Germany. Looking at it, but um, yeah, it was, no, it was very much so, yeah. And it employed thousands and thousands of people. Um, and I think that's the thing. I think that's um, another thing that. 
people have sort of lost sight of, I think, in terms of, you know, factories. I mean, yeah, just Peak Friends is, a, you know, a really perfect yeah. example. Yeah. You know, Biscuit Town in Bermondsey. That, that you know, that, that employed tens of thousands of women, you know. I think people don't don't realise, you know, once that was lost, that there was lost for everybody, you know. Absolutely. I'm just looking at the pictures here, I and mean, they've got line upon line upon line of ladies, and you're right, it's almost always uh, women staring, I guess, at um, Paul's coupons and, and trying to find winners from amongst the, the, the thousands, hundreds of thousands of entries. It's quite something when you look at it. Different yeah, I mean, world. It, it was like, the, like election night every single week, really. You didn't count yeah. in the, the, the ballot papers, you know, that, that same army of like women, you know, doing the same thing, you know. And this building is now like a like an aircraft hangar, empty and gone. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with it up there, but it's clearly an architectural um, you know, jewel, so they can't knock it down. But it's honestly, you could get the Hindenburg inside this place. No, it's, it's yeah, vast. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I, 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 there was a company called Sporttech, and they bought them all. They bought Vernon, Zetters, and Lewis, yeah. and they carried on. But I mean, I, I was, a, I was, you know, when you you mentioned to me about the football port, I, I was amazed that they, they were still going. Yeah, they exist online, don't they? Um, yeah, and it, I, you know, I suppose that's the that's the point of it now. I'm a bit like the lottery, really. You know, it's online. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't do either anymore. You know, I've given I up on the, the dream. <laughs> You've accepted <laughs> your place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the, um, the I mean the football pools now is like a shrunken, devalued kind of lotto type game. I think you just pick numbers on online. Um, I don't think it has the same kind of um, resonance of picking out football teams. I, I could be wrong. Listeners can no, can like, correct me. Absolutely. My my memories always of the summertime because obviously this this ran during the football season, but the football pools had to exist on during the summer. So they they, they come up with the Australian football pools, didn't yeah, they? During yeah, the summer that, was it Chelsea and Eltham? I think was a Eltham had a team. You know. Footscray United was the one that was. Teams, you know. <laughs> it was Croatia. Um, Footscray United always used to make me laugh. Um, and and there was an Eltham out there, wasn't there? There was an Eltham in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Exotic, all of it, but I think they would. Well, I, I remember a guy who um, come out of Campbell, and he went to, you know, he went to Australia as a, a brickie or a carpenter. Right. And he ended up playing for Chelsea, you know. And, he? I mean, he wasn't a bad player, but you know, sort of he'd been playing for our pub team on a Saturday. You know, it wasn't rife with you know um, match fixing, you know, in Australia certainly. Nothing would make my heart sink as a kid more than the arrival of the Australian football pools because yeah, it, no, it, no. it meant there was no more football for the for the summertime, only only cricket. Uh, and the other thing, of course, was the pools panel, Neil. I mean, this was always another thing. Whenever there was bad weather, they would um, have, a, have a, a panel of great and the good who would sit and consider what the result would have been if the match well, had taken know, place. Do you know the pools panels, I think, for the last 30 years, yeah. it's been Roger Hunt, Gordon Banks and Tony Green. Is it really? The two they World Cup winners? For the last 30 years, they are the pause panel. <laughs> Amazing. I'm amazed. I'm sure any of them were alive. Still, I'm, I'm you know. amazed it still exists. But no, it's fa- yeah. fanta- fantastic. I mean, obviously, the the, the Paul's winner of Paul's winners was famously Viv Nicholson. She, yeah, um, yeah. She, I mean, she, it was... A, I remember seeing play for today, you know, that was... Um, spend, spend, spend. Spend, spend, um, spend, yeah. And um, she won, what was it, 152,000, uh, I think, which is about three and a half million now, I think. Yeah. She spent it in about three, three years. She went mental. She went mental on it. I mean, um, yeah. Eddie, she Eddie... Was, she was a liquor factory worker. 
work that's right yeah i mean any any search online of pools or pools winners little yeah, ones brings her up you know it brings her up just fur, look in a fur coat and in a cadillac you know just looking at um, the pictures now, the fantastically evocative pictures of Britain in the 1960s. Harsh black and white, of course. Uh, these yeah, kind of... Come from a rough t- she came from a rough area in all Leeds, you know. I think her husband was a minor, you know. So really, what, I mean, it really was life-changing for, for those two, you know. Absolutely. There, you know. In fact, there's their picture now as I'm talking to you. And she, she's staring straight at the camera. She's got a cheque for 152000 There's Bruce, a very young Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, yeah. Cheesy grin. The husband's cross-eyed and all, you know. He's cross-eyed, he's got buck tooth. (laughs) The romance of it, you know. And she blew the lot, Neil, didn't she? She spent... um, Because I think the husband wasn't as bad. I think, you know, he was sort of trying to stop her spending it, you know. I mean, she had a tragic life because he died in a a car crash about five years after he won it, I think. He did, yeah, he did. And um, she died... Well, she, she ended up having dementia, I think, and she went bankrupt, you know. I think she... I read she got married three more times. Another one of her husbands was killed in a car crash, and another one took, killed himself and overdose. She was bad news. You wouldn't meet her on a blind date, I want to thought, you know. No, there's a fantastic interview, again, on YouTube with Nicholson. She's been interviewed by Alan Wicker, 1966, all black and white. Alan Wicker's turned out in his blazer Alan and Wicker, slacks. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's got this kind of rasping Leeds Yorkshire voice. Yeah, um, yeah. And she didn't look like a happy person, but she consoled herself because he says to her, "Are you happy?" She, well, you know what, what's what's happiness. I can't do the accent, but um, her, her consolation was she could afford out out that she wanted. That was that was her definition of happiness. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, until yeah, the money I mean, went. In, in some ways, it's like a modern day modern day tower, like a cautionary one, you know. A morality uh, sale, isn't it? Celebrity, yeah. I mean, really, you know, it's everything, you know. People that go on X Factor or, you know, I'm a celebrity or whatever it may be, that's what they want, you know. And she was doing it back in in the 60s, you know. I think it was, it was different then, you know. But Absolutely. Then they, you know, they did sneer at her. They, you know, the press sneered at her as they do. You know, oh, of Jane course. Goody or whatever, you know, Jay Goody, Yeah, you know. yeah. No it's different, a... really. He's still steering at the working classes, you know, for our indulgence, I think, you know. and Because um, that was always our thing, wasn't it? You know, what are you going to buy? I'm going to buy a speedboat, you know. <laughs> 300 miles from the sea. Um, a Rolls Royce. You know, most people, it was like a caravan, wasn't it? You know, I mean, if you look, you look like the, you know, the, those quiz programs, you know, like Sal of the Century, and you know, yeah. you've won a hot plate, you know, executive hot plate, you know. <laughs> these things, you know. When we moved into our first uh, new council flat, you know, they yeah. had a serving hatch, you know. <laughs> My dad thought that was so you could see the, the telly from the kitchen. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, our, our definition was uh, they didn't win the pools but were friends of my dad's they come from the old Kent Road and he'd made it big as a, a cleaning contractor and Mickey, oh, yeah, Mickey yeah, made, made, it, yeah. made it big and he was brash with it you know and it was, yeah, it, was that, it, was yeah. that, it was that Viv Nicholson idea that the value of money meant that you could drive like an American Cadillac and um, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey bought the biggest fucking caravan on the All Allos Caravan site <laughs> it, it was it was it had everything and that was that was the definition of um, um, the old Kent Road Bermondsey idea of wealth, I think, at that time, you had the biggest fuck-off caravan on the caravan site. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, that, I think that was really, I mean, so, you know, look, I remember seeing, like, Johnny Spate, you know, who created like, yeah. the Defusting Park, I mean, he came out of the East End, you know, like a, a slum, you know. Yeah. And, um, as soon as he could afford it, he bought a Rolls Royce, and it was almost like, I mean, it, it's our view of what we think is, like, making it, you know. 
Absolutely, um, absolutely. Well, that's what Del Boy does when he when he finally gets it big, you know, when he sells the, the watch, you know, buys the rolls, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that sort of sums us up. I think. And the other the other great working class traits to try and rig the game in your favour in some respect. You, yeah, no, yeah. Very hard to rig the rig the pools, but um there used to be a bloke on Radio Luxembourg called Horace Batchelor who would um sell a sell a, 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 a draw, a method of finding drawers. I don't know how he would ever do this, but um he would advertise re- relentlessly on Radio Luxembourg, which is an early commercial station, the infra draw method it was called. I mean I don't know what it, I don't know what his win ratio was, but you, yeah, you just yeah, yeah, yeah. you just knew that yeah, you know, it was a bit like yeah. You know those guys selling their, um, you know their their key to the format outside race race tracks. Absolutely, and at the station Waterloo station, people all the race goers. You know, absolutely, this can't foul. You know. Rigging the game in your favour—that was always the other great thing. My my my, my old granddad loved it when he when he was had an inside tip on one of the dog races around town. But um, we never cracked the pools, sadly. No, but, no. but there we are. Uh, two films made about the pools. Um, one called Easy Money, which in its title gives away that it was it was a morality tale about the impact of yeah, money. Yeah. And then another one with Jack Warner, the the kind of, it was Dixon of Doc Green, I think, in um, yeah, 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 no, 1956, yeah. Home and Away, strangely, not not the Australian soap opera, but Home oh. and Away. And again, um, the impact of money on simple working class folk and uh, the, the, the kind of, um, the, the poisonous um, impact it can have on you when you, you lose all your, your, your values and friends and everything, chasing the, you know, money and spending. Um, yeah, because I think I think that's where they in the end they brought in the um, you know the X for no publicity. Yeah, and my dad was always tick X for no publicity. We don't want yeah. that, you know. No, we never wanted publicity. You know, no. letters and all that, you know. I always quite fancied publicity, Neil. I always, yeah, my, my, my mum always yeah, ticked it. I always thought, I want the publicity. And the monocle. I don't know what I would have done with it, but there we are. So it's a lost world, kids. That's called the football pools. Um, yeah, yeah. Very once, it, once it dominated our world, it was a Thursday night ritual and a Saturday afternoon ritual. And my... Closing image is always regularly on a Saturday afternoon when we got beat. My old granddad slam dunking the, the screwed up um, full pulse coupon into the bin on the opposite side of his front room, like um, a modern day Michael jo- Jordan, only not getting out of his armchair every week. Well, my front. granddad used to lie. He, he used to sit there. You know, we used, we used to stay <laughs> Saturday afternoons at, at you know, my grandparents' house because my dad was at work and my mum was shopping. You know, yeah. And um, and the teleprompter would come on. You know. And he'd go through the pools and he'd go like, I've got that one, I've got that one. <laughs> and he'd have about 24 drawers, you know. And we'd go, have you, granddad? Yeah, yeah, I've got that one. Yeah, <laughs> Every week. Well, then it'd be, then it'd be, yeah, then he'd throw it in the bin and say, like, back to work on Monday. Yeah, yeah. That, there we are. But we're all back to work on Monday, Neil, yeah, never yeah, after. Absolutely, there, yeah. There, yeah. Never was, there never was a win. Um, no, no. That's fantastic, mate. As as um, your podcast is going well at the moment, I'm, I'm loving hearing your stories. Can you yeah. give us any any snippets for the future? What you got lined up for us well, as I, this I mean, goes I'm along? Doing one, I'm, next week's one I'm recording is about fiddles, actually. Fiddles. I, mean, I do love yeah, a fiddle in, in the print. You know, Spanish customs. Bumps. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> funny enough, I mean, I'll give, I'll give one of the, the, the stories away. It's um, there was a guy who. Um, he got knocked down by a car outside the, the mirror building. Yeah. And um, they dragged him in uh, inside the building, took him down the stairs and threw a bucket of water over him <laughs> and um, so that he could have a claim. And I think he was like 
winning the football pools, you know, because you've got a big claim, you know. And, it, and this guy had a, like, a broken leg in two places, you know. And everyone was saying that, you lucky bastard. You've got a claim. <laughs> you've had it big, you know. And people was pointing to their fingers. See that? Because people had lost the tips. Lots of people lost the tips of their fingers in the print. And it was like, I've got seven grand for that tip, you know. And that's a big one, that one. And I call him lucky. And this bloke never walked properly again. He walked like a cripple, you know. Um, he looked like Ratso Rizzo in the end of that. Like cowboy, you know. And every, every time anyone saw him, lucky bastard, you know. This poor Sojie got knocked down by a car, yeah. The great working <laughs> class. Fiddles and, you know, dead men. I mean, you know, we was doing dead men's overtime and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> the glory of fleet the glory days. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, it's a fantastic series, and a great working class chase of the fiddle is something we can all relate to. So um, that's brilliant stuff. Thank you, Neil. Cheers, Appreciate man. your time, mate. Yeah, there we are. On the 100 episodes. Um, yeah. Looking forward to 100 You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Good evening, friends. This is Horace Batchelor at the microphone, the inventor of the famous infodraw method for the trouble chance. I have myself, with my own coupon entries, won 1,012 first Trouble Chance top dividends. And my ingenious method can help you to win also. Don't send any money, just your name and address. Send now to Horace Batchelor, Department 1, Kensham, spelled K-E-Y-N-S-H-A-M, Kensham. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.